I've had some damn good times making bad decisions. Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Country. I'm Troy, joined here. We're in Philly currently with Chris. Chris, how you doing? Oh, man. It's been a whirlwind, but we, uh, we're still alive. We're in Philly. We're at our friend's place, and we're doing all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long weekend because we caught two of the Platonic Tour shows, the first one being in Boston, the second one in Philly. Both awesome shows. The crowds were great. Um, obviously, in Boston, he's been there a couple times. So, Ryan will talk about it later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great show. Great show all around. Yeah, I think Troy posted some videos on our story feed for Snapback. And the Boston show was electric. Like, Troy was just saying, Ryan, was. Th- we got into it a bit in the uh, interview coming up here shortly. But the the sound, not only with Nico, but with Ryan itself, it was awesome. Um, obviously, we've heard the tour a couple of times now in Chicago. Just a few. <laughs> and Nashville. And this is a finally, sadly, our last time in Philly. But uh, so we think maybe, maybe we'll have another surprise. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I done think, with the platonic I think, tour. I think I've checked out. <laughs> I love too. it, but I think I'm done yeah. traveling for it. Maybe the RSVP tour. But Boston was electric. It was awesome. It was really cool to see it. Yeah, it was a cool venue, too. Yeah. I think he mentioned this too in the interview, so I don't want to give it too far away, but I think he played that at that venue before. Yeah. Sounded like he opened up for a Marin show yeah. there, which is cool. So that was really cool. We actually had a, it was a funny encounter. We were hanging out with his uncle, Uncle Roger, for a bit. Um, so that was funny. But yeah, it was an awesome show. Uh, very similar. I felt it was very similar, like vibes to Chicago, where it's like everyone mm-hmm. just was singing along, dancing, having a good time. Yeah. And the, the room was also kind of set up like Joe's. Yeah. Yeah, so except for those similar. two big poles that were just like the middle of the yeah, room. Possibly the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> but luckily, we weren't really affected by that. Yeah. All right, but, so Chris, why don't you talk about a little of the new music that came out this week? Yeah, so first and foremost, I know all you guys know that I'm a big Kenny Chesney fan. Uh, his album, they finally released the date when that's going to be dropping. It's going to be on May 1st, so set your calendars for that. Really pumped for that to come out. Also in news, Hot Country Nights is going to be releasing their album. They released another single from that, Moose Knuckle Shuffle, which also comes with a dance, which I'm not a big dance guy, but it's a kind of funny video that they released along with that. Uh, And I think everything that, I think we've talked about the Moose or uh, Hot Country Nights now a few times now with, I think it was Dan Shiflett. Dan's a big fan. Dan's a huge fan. And they are dropping their album. I think it's also on May 1st, I think I said. So... Mm -hmm. They dropped the, another single on Friday or a, another um, uh, song from their album that they're going to be dropping on May 1st. Lauren Elena dropped an EP, some really great songs on uh, that one. We put a few on the new tunes playlist, In My Veins and Country and Me. Troy and I were talking about this. Lauren Elena is awesome. I mean, her music's great. She's been on the scene, obviously, for a long time now, but her EP was incredible. I mean, I think, I think we were coming into the Boston airport on Friday, just meeting up at like 10.30 a.m., and it was like, wow, there's a lot of powerful and awesome women new music on Friday. Yeah, it was like, it was literally Female Friday for country music. There was so many females that released a lot of music, and I think Lauren Elena is one of those people 
that is really coming to into her own right now because she just did a headlining tour this like winter and spring and she really crushed it i saw that there was a bunch of sold out shows for it so it's really awesome to see especially for women in country music yeah and out of the woodworks we got the dixie chicks back with gaslighter yeah how it's about kind of a jam though i like yeah, it <laughs> i was gonna say that was i wasn't i mean we heard rumblings that they were gonna be reuniting and coming back uh, for a little reunion uh, setup, but uh, that was an awesome song. And like I said, going along with the theme here at the women. So it was, it's great to see this again. And that was a great tune. And uh, a couple other ones just to keep naming them off, uh, just the, from other ones that we've been following along with. But like that by Matthew McSwain, the new guy on the scene uh, hasn't come out with too many songs so far that at least that I'm aware of, but I really like what he's been throwing out so far. Um, so take a check out at him. One that I actually found out through, I think it was Cody Johnson. Uh, I think he posted about this on Friday morning, but the Panhandlers, they dropped an album, I think their debut album on Friday. And the one that we have on our new tunes playlist is called No Handle, uh, but their album's a little bit different and uh, kind of more my style, I would say. I don't know if it's up Troy's alley too much, but it's more banjo and uh, harmonica, a lot of just more country, Western, old school. Uh, so I kind of dig that vibe. Uh, so if you're into that as well, hop on board. But yeah, they just dropped that album. Uh, and then a guy from Texas, Colby Keeling, I've been following him for a little bit now, but he dropped a, another single on Friday as well called Call Me Drunk. So again, a lot of good new tunes, a lot of female tunes, a lot of new artists that are just popping new songs, uh, a lot of good stuff out there. Um, it's just good to good to see everything that's been happening, uh, especially in a week that had a lot of weird things going on in Nashville. So it's good to kind of put a, a uplifting on the week. Yeah, we'll just go into that right now. So if you haven't heard, there's a tornado that hit Nashville and it was pretty devastating. I would say that like, I mean, for me living there, it was probably one of the crazier things. I've never really been so scared for my some of my friends that were in the city and just like around town. Like, I know when it was like going up to Mount Juliet, like I have good friends that live up there and like they have a little daughter and like just being really scared for them. And like, I mean, it was good that, you know, nothing happened to them. But I mean, it looks like a war zone in Germantown and East Nashville. I'd haven't gotten out to the other cities outside Nashville, but those two, I like walked around the morning right after. And I mean, it was scary, but yeah. So to help out with the relief efforts, if you guys know me, I have a friend who has a dog bandana company. We actually have him live in person. Ryan, what's going on? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> so, Howard, uh, well, what are you doing to help the tornadoes in Nashville? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, appreciate being on the show. Love the show. Um, to support with what's going on in Nashville and the overall relief effort, my little side business here with my wife, Toasted Rye, we've got a bandana that's called the I Believe in Nashville Bandana. It's a fun little music theme, and with each purchase, we're sending five bucks back to the Nashville relief efforts. Um, we had the same type of concept for the Australia 
bushfires, and we saw a pretty great response out of that. And we're hoping to see some similar, I guess, sales and results with this Nashville one so we can contribute back to the funds. Yeah. And so why don't you talk a little bit about the business? So you're making dog bandanas, just all sorts of designs and whatnot. Yeah. So we started this back in about August. Um, just kind of a fun little like side project, side hustle type of action. Um, we make fun little dog bandanas. Um, we've got a dog ourselves and think that any dog in a bandana certainly brightens every home. So we've got a fun time uh, making these fun ones and putting them up for sale. Um, we've got a lot of random ideas that we're looking to expand the business into. But for now, we've got fun dog bandanas and then hats for dog owners. We've got some beanies, um, a couple of ball caps, those kinds of things. Awesome. And where can, uh, where can people go and purchase one of these to support the tornado relief? Absolutely. So we're online. Uh, you can go to our website. It's toastedrye.com, um, R-Y-E, like the bread. Um, we are on Instagram. Toasted Rye Goods is the Instagram handle. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely post about it, but uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on and telling us a little bit about that. And everyone go buy one if you have a dog. Even if you don't have a dog, gift one. If you don't, know, if you don't have a dog, you know someone has a dog. Yeah, and if you don't have a dog, like, why, why don't you have a dog? <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. Well, thank you guys for having me. Excited yeah, to have you guys here. We appreciate it. All right. But uh, now that all that's settled, we'll uh, kick it over to the interview. Uh, it's with Ryan Hurd, who me and Chris have known for a couple years now. We've been following him, been to many shows. We're really excited about this one. Chris, why don't you say a little something about Ryan? Yeah, I mean, we've been to shows with him where I think it was crowds of like maybe close to like 100, 200 people. And now we're seeing him in sold out venues of close to like 1,000, maybe like 2,000 folks just like just there to see Ryan. Very cool to just see the transgression of his career, his music, uh, how he's been able to just transform not only his uh, writing abilities and songwriting styles, but... The dude's just awesome. He's such a laid back guy. Every time I remember I was talking to Troy about this, but I think it was back in, what was that, like 2016, 2017? He's yeah. playing like a, a warm up show for a, a soccer game in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, when like there was European. It was like Man teams City coming yeah. over and playing like in Nissan Stadium. Yeah. And I like said to Troy, I was like sitting in my job. And I was just like, uh, if Ryan like messaged me back in the next like hour, I'll drive down to Nashville. And he tweeted at him. <laughs> and he tweeted at me and he's like, I'll buy the I'll buy you a beer or something. And I was like, All right, that's enough. So seven hours later I was in Nashville and we were at a show. I mean, the dude's just he's so down to earth. I think it just represents in his singing style and portrays all over. He's so friendly. Um, yeah. I think that's the coolest part about him is he's just a down to earth dude. And like that's how we kind of became friends with him, was just you know, saying what's up after the show or whatnot and him just being like cool and talking to us and, you know, here we are now today. But yeah, so uh, we'll kick it over to the interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right. We now welcome on a very special guest that we've been wanting to get on for a while. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter in Nashville, doing his thing, touring, getting number ones. It's Ryan Hurd. How you doing, Ryan? Thank you, boys, for having me on, man. This is cool. We, uh, we've known each other a while, and uh, I am excited to uh, be a part of your new thing. Thanks for having me on Snapback. It's cool. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. So let's just uh, let's dive right into it with what you're doing right now. So we're currently in Philly, uh, one of the stops on the Platonic Tour. How's the tour been going? It's cool. The 
it's fun to play like cities that we've never played and then have people show up and then it feels like every like time you go to a place a second time it's sold out so it's been awesome we i love having nico out man he's a, a special dude he's a rock star and these songs i don't know it's fun to get to play like all of my songs and i think we've kind of figured out like what where like the flow of the show now and so we've had some really really special nights man i mean it's been a really really cool experience yeah and i mean Obviously, this weekend that we're particularly out, Joey Hyde hasn't been able to. He wasn't here because he had his boxing match. But how's that been having one of your best friends open for you, too? It feels pretty cool to have your buddy think that punching out his friend is more important than <laughs> helping his career. But, you know, I'm not salty on that or anything. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Joe's talented, man. He's always been super supportive of me. And uh, when he was on Capitol, he cut all my songs and pretty much gave me like a reputation in town just because they're like who is this kid joe he like helped me really like bang down the door in nashville and so now to like not return the favor because he's he's obviously earned everything he's mm -hmm. he's ever had and um it's just cool to like hang out with you know a buddy up there I, I i like having people like that on the road whether it's songwriters who come out for the weekend or if it's like i just enjoy people that i trust being out I feel like it kind of like gives me someone to hang out with and gives the band a little bit of space and it gives like somebody to like gives me a sounding board a little yeah. bit for the show and I like just hearing having somebody like just be in the crowd and listen to like our mix and stuff like that so obviously like I wrote a lot of a lot of what I'm doing like what I've done with platonic and what I'm doing next like on my bus last year you know mm -hmm. so like having dudes out just we haven't written it all on this tour just because for whatever reason haven't been like too pumped on that right now but i just enjoy having like people out you know what i mean that's the coolest part about touring is like yeah i see family and friends every single every single night i feel like from like i don't know from like seven o'clock till the end of the night i'm mostly just hosting a party i'm constantly like seeing folks that i know or my mom knows or a buddy knows or you sort of like make sure that everybody that comes whether they're in the crowd or they're a vip or they're like a friend of a friend that like every single person gets what they need to the, yeah. for the most part and at some point it has to stop at some point it's like i'm done like <laughs> but uh like last night was one of those nights where it just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and in boston but that was like a really really special show and so you kind of don't mind like yeah. kind of extending yourself a little bit but man it's been a really good run i think i'm rambling a little bit about like what your initial question was but like having those people out <laughs> from home whether they're opening or they're just writing or they're just hanging out is really like helpful on a tour like this it kind of because this whole group is like a tour family you know what i mean yeah. like we see each other every day and have a rhythm and some days like most of the days are pretty much the same some days are like saturdays i kind of chill but usually it's like sound check workout nap meet and greet and then you're just in it you know what i mean so mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to have like some people from from home out on the road with you just to make it feel a little bit more I don't know just uh homey is the only word i can think of it's yeah. not, not probably not the correct word but that's I, I like that a lot and we've been bouncing around from some of your shows as i'm sure you know but obviously just seeing like some of your music in and of itself just on the platonic ep dive into some of that a little bit for us just how it is playing that obviously seeing the crowd respond to the new music that you have out there right now how is that from your perspective, from your side? The of shitty it? part is that, like, I put out Platonic because I needed more stuff, mm -hmm. but the label is still working to a T. 
So they are still like hammering playlists and radio to a T when, so I feel like they, through no fault of their own, the timing of it, like they didn't have an opportunity to push hard on that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to like, I like to point at the crowd every night and be like, watch this. <laughs> and the label's there every night. And they're like, yeah, we might have missed that. It's like, you when you want to like play the radio game, you play the radio game and you have to do it. But it's cool yeah. to like have songs that have had no playlisting and no radio and have the whole crowd know those tunes. Yeah. Like Platonic is my favorite song of the entire set and we do it first, you know? And then yeah. we do, the band and I have been talking about how cool Florida with a Girl is. Yeah, like, we love that song. It kind of live, it's like, you see people know it and then you see people get it on the last chorus. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this with Joe all the time. He's like, you have to give your set like a little bit of space to breathe. It can't be just like slamming people in the face all night long. And everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, has that middle of their set that kind of dips. Even Keith Urban, yep. even Old Dominion, like even guys with hit after hit, like everybody's fighting that middle of their set. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I do like Heartless and the Alessia Cara song and some of the panorama stuff mm -hmm. and i give the crowd like just a second to take a breath and then we go hammer them with the hits on the back for me you know what I mean? my hits yeah hits are relative i think but it's been cool to like talk to joe about that and see like these songs that have had no marketing no push behind them no radio no playlisting people know the songs and they get it you know what i mean and that's yeah that's what just cultivating a fan base man it's mm -hmm. like people who like know you, they like your songs that they've heard on the radio, but they're there for all of it. That's yeah. a cool thing. I see people every night, man. We play two a T, like second to last, or I guess third to last. And I I watch the people. There's like a, a line kind of going out the back of like, you know, ten or fifteen people. It's just like they're done, they leave, and I'm like, that's kind of cool to have like that one song that those people stayed three hours to hear. To hear, to hear yeah. yeah, I agree, and. So talking a little bit more about your live show in the recent years and even on this tour, you've covered a lot of pop songs. You know, this year you're doing, you know, Taylor Swift song. Last year you did Dress. Mm -hmm. In the past, way back when, you were doing like One Direction, like Steal My Girl. <laughs> How do you go about picking one of those covers? And what's that process like? Uh, I did Bob Dylan this on the first half of this tour and it did not go well. So <laughs> uh, it's a little trial and error. I think the Taylor stuff is cool because I, I like covering like female artists. Yeah. I think that's a cool thing for guy artists to do. I like wearing like female merch. Jason Isbell was talking about it one day and he's like, man, nobody buys shirts with girls' names on them. Like dudes don't wear like Amanda Shire's shirts is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So he made a point to like be wearing a lot of like singer songwriters merch who are girls and it's like that's a cool idea so i wear a lot of that and i just like covering like songs I, it's just a cool perspective to like like a lot of those taylor songs you don't even have to switch pronouns you just sing them and it works so yeah. i don't know I, I i like put on my instagram story how much i liked false god so taylor like reposted that and said like that'd be cool if you covered it because she knows everything she's yeah. like omnipresent you know she knows when people cover her shit everything mm -hmm. yeah so i was like man i got but i didn't do it for a while because we were learning it and it was like you can't you can't really mess that up yeah. you have to make sure that you got it dialed <laughs> in before you like sing it in front of somebody so it took a couple shows before we were ready but it's a cool moment man and, and i like doing songs that are for like 10 percent of the crowd mm -hmm. hopefully more but like it'll go over like some people's heads but there's like 10 to 20 percent of the crowd that 
will lose their mind. Yeah. And I like that. It's yeah. like it gives a, a little bit of a space to breathe for most people. And for some people, it's a really special moment. And uh, it's cool. And people talk about it online. It's cool. Yeah. How do you know, and this could be a, a tougher question, but like when you have like the control of like a room or like a, a show, a venue, like do you see the crowd reaction, reacting to like your music? Or do you know you... when you don't have it, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, it's just, Every crowd's a little bit different. Yeah. Honestly, the biggest thing that helps is alcohol. <laughs> like <laughs> alcohol and Huge. like Tip your bartenders. Not having to Friday, Saturday shows are always wilder than Thursday shows. Like yeah. that's just the way it is. And you can have a great show on a Thursday and you have to realize like it's just a Thursday. And it's, yeah. they're not gonna be as rowdy or loud, but it's still a great show, you know, and they still yeah. got what they wanted. And mm -hmm. you just have to like learn that that's the way that this goes, and it's the same for everybody. Yeah. I think coming back to a city really helps. Yeah. The first time anywhere that you do headlining wise, people are checking you out. Tonight in Philly, you know, it's lighter ticket sales wise than it is in Boston, but we played Boston last year and we have literally like the same ticket count tonight than we did last year in Boston, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're sort of doing this show tonight for your next show. I mean, mm -hmm. you're always auditioning for that next Building ticket, up. right? But tonight is like, we're going to do this. We're going to do our show. We're going to do it great. And then we're going to turn right around and hopefully do double the amount that we did last, this year. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how you grow a fan base. It's mm -hmm. like hopefully every time you play somewhere, you see more people. But I feel like every crowd reacts the same. Mm -hmm. I've watched Marin do it a long time and I've done it a long time where you're like, you know when there's, you know the moments in your set that you've built in mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. for whatever reason, like hold you back is always going to be huge in my set. Yeah. It's just varying degrees of all of those things. You know what I mean? It's varying degrees of crazy, depending literally on like if it's your first or second time in the market and if you, if it's a Friday or Saturday night. I mean, Friday night in Boston, second time you've been there, sold out, you know that's going to be nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Philly's going to be like, well, we'll see, you know? Yeah. So Stay it, tuned. Exactly. We'll figure it out. Can you talk about like a place like Chicago where you've built like such a, a huge fan base and I feel Loyal. like there's a, yeah. a bunch of I mean when we were there last weekend everybody was singing every word yeah. to every song what's what's that like performing for a crowd like that that you know it's it's not Nashville and like I know you're born in the Chicago area but it's it's still not your home city but sure I count Chicago as like a hometown show yeah mm -hmm. uh and I've told like I think the stations in Chicago I mean they play my stuff constantly but yeah they, I told them both stations. I was like, "It's the only thing I care about is being on the radio in Chicago," and that was true. It was like I, I'm truly not not on the radio in Nashville. Those stations have not really. I think '98 added it. It wasn't a huge record for them, but Chicago, like I'm still in a power rotation up there. I just have always thought that was the most important place to do it. I mean, and I think when you invest in a market like that and invest in a fan base like that, it, it really goes a long way. When you have a crowd like that, man. It's just special. I mean, I don't know how many. I, they told me we have to graduate from Joe's, which is kind of sad. But um, <sighs> it's just time to do a bigger room. But I love playing there, man. It's like the, we build our whole tour around Chicago and New York, you know? Yeah. The Northeast run and then the Chicago, whatever we do there. So everything else is like fit around those dates. Yeah. And um, when I started doing this, stopped being just a writer, I was like, man, I. I care about, I said, I want a gold record and I want to sell out Joe's on weed because that was like the place in Chicago that was like, 
you know, if you could sell out shows, it meant you'd, you'd done something there. So now, I mean, I got a gold record with Two T, and then sold out Joe's. I've done it three times now. So, yeah. you know, new goals. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool thing. New goals. Yeah, that's really cool. And obviously, we love Joe's, but I mean, it's cool to see you in all these different venues and sure. see, see the crowd react last night in Boston. I think you've already That was hit probably on the that. wildest crowd of this tour so far. Yeah. And you I guys have been was, at some cool shows. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was crazy. Like, I mean, everybody was singing. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I wasn't expecting it to be as crazy and awesome as it was. Yeah. yeah. I thought it'd be a good show, but I was just like, dang, like this crowd is yeah. really into it. I, it was the loudest show on Marin's first tour was that room on hero tour i opened up and they knew all my shit and then with her it was like definitely the loudest mm -hmm. show on the set uh or show on that tour just some markets are like that man i mean yeah. the thing the difference between like a boston market like that and a new york market is like everyone in the new york like comes to see you in new york it's like a destination thing mm -hmm. it's like they come in from jersey they come in from connecticut not a whole lot of people like live on manhattan or coming <laughs> to the ryan hurd country music show you know so <laughs> But Boston, all those people are local. Yeah, yeah. And um, I love. I mean, I love playing New York City. We 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 anchor Chicago, and we anchor New York, and then everything else figures itself out. Yeah. But, but Boston, man, I knew that was going to be special because like, Friday night sold out. I was like, this is going to be probably our favorite one, and yeah. it, it it probably was. I think Boston was our favorite. Detroit also is. We did. I think we sold the most tickets in Detroit for this tour, and we had never played there as a headliner so it was it's kind of really crazy cool. to like look at some of these markets and it just makes you excited to go do it again man it makes you excited for the the boys because they know they get to <laughs> tour more and um mm -hmm. makes you excited to like keep building these band bases and that's what it's all about man it's like i haven't had a massive hit on the radio i haven't i've proven that i have a fan base and that's like a cool thing to rest on and mm -hmm. it shows it proves your label that like and you know to yourself like you can really do this yeah yeah. And so when when was that moment where you were like I can I can really do this artist thing. This is for real cuz I know like I think at, at first it started off as kind of like a passion project for you, right? Yeah, and then it was like you get an offer and you're like, well, I guess I could try that. I don't know. I think that it's kind of go, comes and goes. I don't think you ever feel like you have it all under control. I think that like there have been moments where I'm like yeah, I mean the Today Show was kind of cool. I did that last week, or this week, and I don't. I, I really don't know, man. I, I feel like because I've done this with Marin too. Like mm -hmm. I, a lot of the stuff that I get to do right now, it excites me, but it doesn't really phase me because I've seen her just like take off like a rocket ship, right? So I think yeah. that really helps me like not get too high, not to get not get too low. Yeah, yeah. I've already experienced a lot of this stuff before I've even done it myself, and yeah. so I. I don't feel like there's ever a moment where you're like, oh, I made it, or this. I don't think it ever gets easy, <laughs> yeah. you know, like because everybody who hasn't quite become automatic on the radio is trying to be, and everybody who's automatic on the radio is terrified of losing that because yeah. you don't get it back. Yeah. yeah, man, this is just it's a cool job, and uh, the work is its own reward, and I think that if as long as you keep like that mindset, it makes all the other stuff a little bit easier, it makes your headspace yeah. a little clearer. And, makes you enjoy the people part of it more than anything else yeah and i think to that note too i mean you you mentioned like the today show it's almost like a humbling experience where it's like all this hard work actually comes into fruition where you're like i can actually experience this and put this out there like tell us a little bit about that i mean i have had offers to play on tv i truly do not 
just care that, that much about yeah. TV and music videos. Marin loves TV and music <laughs> videos, but she doesn't like the radio part as much. I okay. love the radio part, but I don't particularly love like, I just don't like music videos. I don't like, I don't watch them. Yeah. Do not. But I know that it's important. So just you, you, everybody has like things that they are, they gravitate toward and things they don't. But I think the coolest part about like getting to do the Today Show is A, it's the Today Show. It's a big look. And I like Willie Geist. I've known him for a while and he's yeah. always been really kind to me and it was nice to see him there filling in. And But like my whole team was standing around like behind the cameras and it was really neat because I know that for them it was a really big deal for me to do that. Yeah. For me to like have that moment and uh, like doing that well meant more I think it meant more that that it was satisfying for them than it did for me to just do it. Yeah. You don't get like a massive bump in your sales or anything no. from doing that. You just kind of do it to like, it's a big look. It's sort of like building your visual brand. It's about recognition. It's mm -hmm. about like all that stuff. It doesn't translate into money necessarily. But I just, you know, there's, there's moments that I have where like, I just remember like when I, there's a photo I have of like, I got my first ever gold record and it was just a photo of me and like my two managers and Chase, who's my tour manager, mm -hmm. and um, Alex and Nikki and like just my team, like my yeah. really small team. And I was like, that is a really, I mean, it's like you think that like this is me out here doing this. It's not, man. Yeah. I, I goof off until six o'clock. <laughs> That's not true. But like I purposefully stay out of music headspace until six o'clock because like that's my work time but yeah everybody else is working their ass off right yeah. people are in nashville tennessee all week long all they're worried about is ryan hurd and Marin morris so some of those moments are more about the people part of it than they are about the actual accomplishment because it's you know this takes i bet you there's 50 people that touch my gig on a weekly basis yeah isn't that crazy that's like, nice. just, not including like my touring crew but like in town like between agents and managers Jeez. and bookers and what I, it's, Publix, it's just a, a massive team effort and i'm just like the guy who's saying yes and no at the very end yeah. and um i write the songs i make the records and then i stay out of the way that's like yeah. the way that i feel about it. I, i'm not a good manager of ryan Hurd, yeah. so just lucky to like get to work with a lot of really great people and uh this tour has kind of been a coming to fruition of a lot of really hard work from a lot of a lot of different really special people mm-hmm and so a big part of you too is songwriting and so you recently just got another number one with lady a how good did that feel after your last one with lady a sat there at number two? Oh, i don't you know number twos are great because uh it's the same money and you don't have to go to a party <laughs> <laughs> that's what jonathan singleton told me once uh you always want it to be number one though it's cool they hadn't had a number one song in like six years i didn't realize that really yeah, until the party uh, just a special tune man i didn't expect it to be like on the radio and yeah it's just neat to still get to write songs for other people that's like how i got my foot in the door it's how i I still do it. I still like take a lot of pride in that. It's kind of like yeah. how I measure myself creatively is is if I'm getting cuts or not on other people's projects. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was it's great, man. It was it was really cool and amazing to celebrate that, and cannot wait to do it again. We were talking with uh, Matt actually on our when he, we had him, Matt McGinn, yeah. and we were uh, going back and forth with him, and he was like saying how you and him have like a little competition going. First for, one to ten, yeah, a little kegerator <laughs> party. Yeah, he he. 
He takes some liberties with the numbers, but that's all right. <laughs> I'll still beat him. I think he was saying you guys are like talking about like we're is pretty it much be... tied right now. Yeah, I think it's four four right now. Isn't depending it? on depending on what he counts as a number one song. So yeah, uh, U- USA versus Australia markets <laughs> versus Can- Canada sure, markets. Like oh, I got this hot one hundred, but you all, it wasn't there. Jesus, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, man. First one ten gets a keg, which you know it'll probably be him. He's the talent. He's the talented one. I'm the lucky one he's the talented one so what were you thinking the best case scenario would be you guys write or produce the number same number yeah. together yeah that's true <laughs> who that, buys the keg then yeah <laughs> I, we'll buy it yeah I, say, I think i'll maybe joey buys it <laughs> <laughs> joey hyde says if we ever get a number one together he's buying me a mazda miata oh wow so it's like <laughs> please don't do that please please don't do that my goodness <laughs> I said, I'm not taking it. I tell him all the time, he's nope, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. But I think I just got the knock from Chase, boys. Hey, so, no worries. Fair enough. Well, we appreciate the time, man. Dude. Killer tour. Congratulations on your podcast. It's awesome, man. The hats look great. Thank yeah. you for the coffee. Uh, really proud to be one of the first people on it. Yeah. Obviously, your best guest so far. Yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know the other ones, and they're not as good. So. <laughs> I'm really thankful you guys traveled to do this. Thank you for yeah. including me. Yeah, yeah keep we appreciate it, it man. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on uh, after some more success. Heck yeah, boys. All right, well, we appreciate it. Thank we'll see you. you soon. Take care, man. All right, so that was an awesome interview with Ryan Hurd. We really appreciate him coming on. Yeah, it was great to have him finally. Obviously, we've been... Counting down the days so we got him on and finally good to lock that one down and we're super excited to finally one end the platonic tour spree that we've been on and see another tour of his that he has coming up with his wife Marin Morris. I know he's excited to uh, welcome in his baby boy here soon and become a father, um, but also soon to start a new tour with uh, Marin and I think he's on a select number of dates here coming up. So hopefully we can join one of those and maybe see him in one of those cities. But uh, if you haven't seen those dates come out yet, uh, check it out uh, either on Marin's or Ryan's page. But yeah, it's going to be an electric show. And obviously Ryan's a sweet dude and keep checking out his music. Uh, It sounds like he's hinting at some more music to come out later this year. Uh, Obviously, we'll keep you in in tune with that. Um, As you know, we're big fans. So stay tuned with that and really looking forward to new music from him and uh, seeing where it goes. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. All right, take care.